From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hey, Just Ask Spirit listeners, are you tired of trying to figure out this manifesting thing? If so, you have got to check out my new book. It's called Energy in Action. And inside, you're going to find 52 manifesting practices to help you ignite your ability to create a life of peace and freedom. And if you're looking for a way to practice these skills with others, you may want to join my weekly Ray of Light membership. This is where we meet virtually to keep our manifesting juices going. Find the book, Energy in Action, and membership at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. You're listening to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherry Anna Boyle. I'm your host. I want to give you a warm welcome to the show. So happy that you're here. Just sit back and relax. You are going to thoroughly enjoy this conversation today. And remember, everything we do here is spirit-led. Every single thing. It's, it's really becoming very clear to me as the host of this show. And by the way, if you're new to my work, I am Sherry Anna Boyle. I'm the author of 10 books. My latest book is called Energy in Action, which is a book about feeling the power of emotions and intuition to cultivate peace and freedom. And it's all about the spiritual laws, but from a feeling perspective, not from what you focus on in terms of thoughts. That's what energy in action is about. I know you are going to absolutely love this show. If you are into all of this spiritual stuff like me and you love mental health, well, that's that's what we're all about here. We bring you a little bit of mental health, a whole lot of spirituality. And like a lot of my other guests, today's guest I is was divinely handed to me. Actually, one of my friends, one of my good friends texted me this information about this person. And then we had a conversation. And next thing I know, I'm inviting her to be on the show. And that's the work of spirit, my friends. That is the work of spirit. So today's show is going to be all about consciousness and channeling and psychic development and mediumship. And maybe even we'll talk about the Akashic Records in there. I mean, this guest really has a lot of information. So who knows how much we're going to be able to get in, but I know you're just going to absolutely love it. So this show, remember, is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. And guess what, folks? New items. Uh-huh. New items. So if you haven't been there in a while, there's two new courses that have been added, spiritual courses. And if you have any spiritual content and it's a it's uh, something in line with the show. You can always reach out. We can help you kind of put your content out there. So one of the pieces is from me, and that is the Cleanse Method Certification. So if you go to Just Ask Spirit Marketplace on SherryAnnaBoyle.com, you're going to find a page, and there's going to be authors' books there. There's also going to be some new authors, again, with their certifications. One is uh, Akashic Record 
courses there. That's new. My new course, which is the Cleanse Method Certification. The Cleanse Method is the method that I developed to teach people how to process their emotions. And it's interesting. It's a self-guided course, by the way. And at the end, you do, you get a certificate from me. And you can read all about that at sherriannaboyle.com, also just at spiritmarketplace.com. But the interesting part is, is I was on in the course today because I can jump in there and I can see what people are saying, if they have any questions. And I look at it every single day. I'm like your, your online professor kind of thing. And there's a question in the Cleanse Method Certification where it says, why did you take this course? And what do you hope to get out of this course? And what it does is allows myself as a teacher to make sure that I'm meeting your needs. It's really for me that question to learn more about you. And one of the students today put, I'm taking this course because I know the Cleanse Method works. And I am a coach and I want to be able to use this with my clients to enhance my business. So I wanted to learn more. And I just thought that was a great example of why people are taking it, taking the Cleanse Method certification. And also, I mean, there's many other reasons. If you're a leader, if you're just someone who just loves to learn more and says, heck, I might as well do it. I get a certification. Who knows? Maybe I'll do something with it someday. Then again, sherryannaboyle.com certification. Also, the Akashic Records is a new item in the Just As Spirit Marketplace, in addition to some spiritual art and some books. Okay, so when you get a chance, head on over there. I know you're eager. I know you're eager to hear today's guest, and so am I. My guest is here, and I'm going to introduce you right after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, the Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. 
Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SharianaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Lisa Najar, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Thank you for having me, Sherianne. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. And I know our listeners are super excited because they just love talking about this stuff, listening to this information about anything that has to do with spirit and psychic development and mediumship and all this stuff, all this cool stuff. But what's really different about you, Lisa, and I want the audience to know this, is you are, well, first of all, everyone, Lisa is an international psychic medium speaker and author of a book called Dying to Tell You. And the the interesting thing about this book, everyone, is it's channeled messages from the famous, famously dead. <laughs> and Lisa will share more about that in a moment. Lisa is, is passionate about raising consciousness on the planet. She channels messages from higher dimensions, has a gift for accessing the Akashic Records, she uses this information to help clients understand their karmic lessons and resolve their present issues. Lisa offers private consultation worldwide, along with workshops, courses, and events, and her popular Increase Your Intuitive IQ ongoing intuitive development class. And you can find Lisa Najjar, and it's N-A-J-J-A-R.com. That's her website. So once again, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So you channel famous people. Well, I'm sure you channel a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Not only the famous, but pretty well anybody. But yes, in, in my book, it's the famously dead. And uh, believe me, as they said, remember the word unbidden because uh, that's that's the gist of it. It was unbidden. I did not ask for it. I didn't even want it. But alas, sometimes we're... You know, God laughs while we're busy making plans. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> I I have heard that before. I do like that. 
So how did it happen for you, Lisa? I mean, have you always been psychic? Have you always been sort of channeling? What can you tell us a little bit about your backstory? I was always a, a psychic medium, I guess, but I didn't I didn't even know the name for it, to be honest with you. And it happened so naturally that I didn't think anything of it, didn't think to name it or speak about it. I just, it was kind of like, what is, is. And then, uh, so it wasn't a big deal for me ever. It was just very, almost like breathing, you could say. And then about, gosh, how many decades ago? A number of them. Um, Walt Disney came through for me and he asked me to channel a book. It was around 2013, I think. And I said, what? No, I'm not a writer. I'm a core reporter. And uh, it was kind of that was that it was just no, absolutely. No, I didn't do it for a living. I was a court reporter is what I did. I worked in Supreme Court in Canada. And uh, so I thought, well, why would he come to me? Then fast forward. Um, it was Good Friday, 2015. And he and George Harrison and Abraham Lincoln, all three of them came in and said, look, your son is in university now. Will Now will you write the book? And I said, guys, I don't know why you're here. I'm not a writer. I'm a court reporter. And they said, exactly. That's what you do. You take dictation. So we're we're just wanting you to take dictation. We'll we'll make, we'll write the book. So uh, because I don't write. And uh, I said, OK, OK, fine. And that's how it was very reluctant on my part, how I how I came to that. I was basically dragged kicking and screaming into it. So that's kind of how that went. And and prior to that, I had just, you know, if somebody, let's say somebody, I was sitting over lunch and somebody popped in, let's say a loved one or something popped in over lunch for the person in front of me. Well, I might say very matter-of-factly, oh, your sister's here, oh, your mother's here, whatever. But it wouldn't be a big deal. And I didn't do a reading per se. So it was never anything that I thought I would do, nor did I want to do it. It came upon me. Um, so Lisa, tell us more about the, how this happens for you, because this is very different. I've spoken to quite a few psychics and psychic and mediums. I mean, there is a difference between being a psychic and being a medium. Do you want to clarify that first? Yeah, uh, the difference between, so a medium is someone who makes contact with and communicates with a person on the other side. And we act as sort of a telephone receiver, connecting the living with the departed by translating their communication to prove that life exists beyond the death of the body. And usually mediumship is for healing grief or expanding our awareness of the eternal nature of the soul. Now, the difference between a psychic and a medium is really just the source of the information. And there's a saying, and it's true, all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium. And that's absolutely true. I have many friends that are psychic, but they are absolutely not mediums. So basically the difference is though, um, it's the source of the information. So a psychic will attune to your energy and that of the universe or call it the field. And they'll present you with information about past, present, future possibilities. And it's all sort of just possibilities and it's reading your energy field. A medium, on the other hand, attunes itself to directly to the vibration of that person in spirit, the loved one. So it's it's pretty direct. It's not just you're not just going out into the field. You're just going in, taking dictation from that person and bringing it in. So you're not giving predictions. You're not uh, seeing random things. It's just message 
you're literally a verbatim reporter is what you're doing, just like I was as a court reporter, actually. And um, that's, I'd say, the biggest difference. Uh, I, w- I want to mention, um, you know, for your listeners that any, you know, when you're going for a psychic reading, and believe me, I go for many, I'm quite an addict, actually. I have always been, I've, I, since I was maybe 15 or even younger, actually. Um, I have always known that they read possibilities and potentials. So they're reading the life energy if you stay on that trajectory. If you make a sharp left or sharp right turn, then obviously the energy changes and hence the reading could change or the events could change. Whereas a medium, they're just kind of taking down what and relaying what your loved one is saying. So, yeah, it's just it's just a little bit different. It's more usually personal. It's something about, you know, reassurance and love and letting them know they're okay and this kind of thing and giving them proof that it's really that person. That's it's more about proving the existence of life after death and that they are in a good place and all that. So that's that's what I'd say the general difference between those two is. So when you say that you channeled Walt Disney and Abraham Lincoln, then you're you're speaking more from the medium side of you, correct? Yeah, I would say that was definitely more medium. And um, the interesting thing, though, is when I am in session right now, like when I do my regular sessions, if your loved one comes in, I can they come in by playing with my hair. So I know they're there because I feel somebody playing with my hair. And that's how I know, okay, somebody's here. Whereas when I channel, I call them my guests for my book. It was done quite differently. Yes, it's still mediumship, technically. I don't know. I think it's a combo mediumship and channeling because they, first of all, they came in differently. They didn't play with my hair. They came in almost from the master level, although they're not masters. So I should say that when a master comes in, in my regular work, I don't, they don't play with my hair. They're from a different vibration. They come in and they activate my third eye and I go into almost a semi-trance. So when these guests, the, the famously dead came in, it was like a mix between medium and channeling because they didn't play with my hair. It was more of a light, a light uh, trance. And then they would impress upon. So and then they also would open a curtain. Somebody, I think it was Archangel Michael, would like open this curtain. And then I would see who was there. They would present themselves because I never knew who was coming from from a celebrity to celebrity. And um, so then they would present that person. Then the person, the guest would impress upon me what they wanted to say. So they didn't speak to me and I didn't write down everything. They impressed upon me the message that they wanted out there. And uh, I would then say, is that right? I would repeat it and say, did I get that right? It's in my words. So it's not verbatim reporting. And they'd say, yes, but change this. We didn't really mean that. And then again, still my words, but they would give the feeling of it. And so uh, that's how that worked. It was kind of a very unique experience that has not ever happened before. And uh, it's never happened since, as a matter of fact. It's fascinating, you know, Lisa, because I'm in the middle of writing my next book. And I I think the, a lot of listeners can uh, is, are identifying with this. What you're, what you're pointing out is that perhaps many people have these kinds of sensations and they don't really know 
what's happening. But I know when I write, and I'm I'm in the middle of it now, writing a book, which as you know, it's <laughs> it's it's a lot. And I get a little obsessed. Like I can't get it off my mind once I start something. And very often I think it's the guides, right, that are coming in because I get itchy hair. My hair itches when my guides are present or uh the angels come in. I get it's like I I feel like it could just itch my scalp off kind of thing. And and it's just I I'll be doing something. Okay, okay, I just wrote that. Now I got I'll say to myself, you girl, you got to do something else. Like you got to clean the kitchen or something. And then all of a sudden I'm pulled back to the right. And I think, who the heck is running the show here? I'm like, okay, I just got to download. I got to get back to my computer. Is that what it's like for you? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. You're, you're kind of bringing some of this to light. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. And um, and I have to be honest, anyone who reads my book will will see that I was almost irreverent about it and very, I'd say it bordering on rude because it was an imposition. I, I, my attitude was, I don't want to do this. You're making me do something I don't want to do. <laughs> and I was kind of re rebellious and a bit resistant, I would say, well, more than a bit. And so they would come oftentimes in the evening. Now I'm a really, I'm a late night owl, very much so. So that wasn't necessarily the problem, but sometimes I'd be up and it'd be one in the morning and then they'd, they'd want to start. And I'd say, guys, I, <laughs> I am a night owl and I'm cool being up, but to be doing this at one in the morning, so I might get through 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'd say, guys, I, I got to stop. I'm tired or I've got a headache. Can you come back tomorrow? And I just had no problem putting them off and sending them away and be gone with you and then and then coming back. And I would sometimes feel bad the next day and think, oh, my gosh, that's so rude. They come all the way here. They're trying to do this. And I was more like that. So, um, Interesting. yeah, so they would interrupt me, but it wasn't, um, I don't, oh, I should say, I was going to say never when I was sort of out and about doing things, except it was because one time I was on the plane, I think going to Nashville from Phoenix, maybe, and uh, Elton, uh, Elton John, no, Elvis Presley came through and he came through and the message was so sad and that I started to cry. So I'm on this plane. I've got a pen and paper. I'm trying to take notes what he's saying. And I'm crying because what he's saying, it's so sad. And I could feel him. And so that that was one time when I was in public. So it, yeah, it does happen. I mean, it just does. And just comes, it comes out of nowhere. So how do you experience them? Do you see them, Lisa? As when, how do you know when someone like Elvis comes in? Well, I teach an intuitive IQ class. So it's an intuitive development class. And it's kind of an ongoing couple times a month for people who anybody because we all have the gift. And it's just how to increase the gift to make that your superpower, not necessarily to do it as a job, although you could, but more for using it for like I say, picking a spouse, buying a house, it doesn't matter what you're using it for, you're going to use it. And um, so in that class, I talked to them about Claire's. So you've got your clairvoyance, but that, believe it or not, is very rare um, to see, clear seeing. What's more common is, believe it or not, claircognizance, which is simply clear knowing. It's like an idea pops in and you know it. And so most people dismiss that and say, well, that's not psychic. It's just, I just, something just popped into my head. Yeah, it is, but it's not as dramatic. And so therefore people think 
no, that's just me. No, it's not you. So clear, uh, clear cognizance is, is a big one. Clear, I'm very clairsentient, which means clear feeling. I feel them. I'm clairaudient, clear, clear hearing. So I hear them. They, and also in this book, when I was writing it, a couple times there was clear, I think it's Gustin's, clear Gustin's. So I'm not exactly sure if that's the word because it's very uncommon, but it's clear smelling. So when Paul Newman would come in, I knew it was him because I would smell cigarettes all over the house. And I'd be like, okay, Paul, I know you're here. And then I would feel like I wanted to cry. And whenever I came, felt like I was going to cry and I smelled cigarettes, I knew it was him because he came in so sad about his wife, leaving her and to talk about love. And so that's how that works. But generally speaking, when I first started to do this for a living, because back in the day, I didn't have to ask and set boundaries because it really wasn't a, an issue. But when I started doing it for a living, I said, look, guys, I'm a bit of a nervous Nelly. I don't want to see anything. So don't give me anything that I can see. Because if I see good things like angels, that means I can also see the dark things. And I don't want to see anything. Um, so I set that intention. And, you know, they've been pretty good. The only I mean, there's been a few times I've seen things or seen wisps of things or um, silhouettes of things, but I don't get a real clear seeing because I've asked not to. So generally, I'm claircognizant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. So clear knowing, clear um, feeling, and clear hearing. And that's how I know now when they came in, it was clairaudient or claircognizant, sorry. They would come in and some of these people, I didn't, A, I didn't know who they were. And B, I didn't know if they were dead. I did not know Paul Newman was dead. I'm the least celebrity-focused person you'll ever meet. I could care less. I don't know the names of pretty well anybody. And I never could, and I don't care. I could be in a room today with, you know, 50 celebrities, the biggest celebrities around, and I wouldn't bat an eye. I don't even care. It's like, whatever. And that doesn't interest me. So um, I didn't know who was dead, who was alive, who some of these people were. But they would come in. And then I don't know if they, if I just knew, like it, it was like a knowing. I'm pretty sure it was just a knowing. And then I'd say, oh, and then I'd be thinking the whole time I'm channeling, I'd be like thinking in my head, are they dead? I hope they're dead because if not, this is going to be really weird. And so to, when I was done channeling, I'd have to race over to the Internet to check if that person died. And uh, and surely they did. Or, or who is this person? I don't even know who it is. Like Waylon Jennings, I had no idea who the guy was. I, I'm sure I must have heard his name in passing, but I didn't know who he was or if he was dead or what. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, George Harrison and John Lennon and Elvis and Marilyn Monroe, sure. And Abe Lincoln and Martin Luther King, those people I knew, of course. But some of the less popular, I guess, are more celebrity than historical. I didn't know. Now, Lisa, what is your take on the fact that you're repeatedly getting celebrities. I mean, what do you make of that? Is it that they're all hanging out together and they're saying, hey, you got to try this Lisa girl. She really has got the gift here. Let's go. You could channel through her. What is your take on all of this? No, actually, I don't think it's that. I think that how they didn't say it in these words, but this is the feeling I got is that there was a project because they called it the project. They said they had a project for me to do. So I think it was all arranged. There were X number of them and they wanted, I asked why celebrities? And they said, because spirit felt that it was very important information to share. And that if just Aunt Betty or Uncle Joe brought it through, nobody would 
would it wouldn't be as compelling. Who's going to want to read that? You so this was a project. You believe that this was pre-planned by them, mm-hmm. and you were to channel, and they came to you each night down giving you this information, and they wanted to. They felt that if it came through celebrities that were dead, that people might listen. And that it really sounds like they really, it was very important to them that they got this. Maybe that's how come they got you and I connected because you and I got connected in kind of a a different kind of way. You didn't come to me and I didn't come to you direct. We got connected through somebody else. So maybe, maybe it's them working also, okay, we got to get this book out in the world. And so they felt like, they missed the boat. This is absolutely fascinating. How many are we talking here are in this book? And by the way, if you're just joining on Just As Spirit, I'm speaking to Lisa Najjar. She wrote a book. She's a psychic medium, a speaker, an author. A book's called Dying to Tell You, and it's channeled messages from the famously dead. So how many uh, channelings do we have here? How many? How many celebrities? Well, there's a fair bit. I don't have a book right in front of me, but there's Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Jesus and Mother Mary definitely are in there. Walt Disney, uh, George Harrison, uh, John Lennon, uh, Shirley, and some of the old film stars like Jane Mansfield, uh, Shirley Temple, um, and then Paul Gauguin is in there, and Waylon Jennings, and then Paul Newman, Steve McQueen. so many of the old old film stars are in there. So and Davy Jones, did I mention Davy Jones? He's my favorite. But Davy Jones is in there, and just a bunch of you know old and young, and they're historical figures, they're celebrities, they're people that we would have known. And uh, so there's a number of them, and some of them come a couple of times, but each one of them comes with a topic. Like for example, Jane Mansfield, she came to talk about body image and what she's seeing right now with the girls, particularly girls, but I guess some guys too. Uh, what they're doing, carving up their bodies and trying to be everything and never kind of having that feeling inside of being beautiful and uh, just naturally. So there's that. She talked about that. Um, Waylon Jennings talked about time and about the importance or lack thereof of time. Einstein talked about judgment. He said that he was judged as so important on this earth. Um, He just thought he was really sort of the cat's pajamas, as they say. And then he gets to the other side and he realized he's nothing. He's not even important. He's just like everybody else. And so he started to, to really talk about why we shouldn't judge anyone or ourselves as good or bad or, you know, compare ourselves because we are all so unique. Um, Paul Newman, of course, talked about love and uh, and um, uh, Michael Jackson. He had an interesting and Walt Disney and Michael Jackson, they both had, they were both came in sad, and they had their own reasons for that. With, with uh, uh, Elvis, it was that he felt now I have since learned that he's a really, he was a really kind man, very generous. But he I didn't know this then because I didn't follow celebrities. So he said that he was really upset, because he hadn't done enough deeds of kindness, acts of kindness. And he said, with my fame and my influence, I could have done so much to bring the world up. And he says, you know, I have since I crossed over, I saw what one act of kindness does and how it reverberates all the way through eternity. And he said, if I had known that when I was there, I'd have been doing kindness all day long. So he's feeling very sad that he wasted 
his influence and his uh, celebrity. And since then, I've, I've learned from people who knew him personally, um, and even just reading now anything about him, they say he was probably one of the most well-mannered, respectful, and super generous people on the planet. Like he would just, if he met somebody in a store and he found out they were having a hard time or just anything, he would just like send them a car or send them, you know, buy them a house or just, he was just ridiculously uh, kind and generous and treated everyone very, very respectfully. So he was this great man. And yet he's, he's in this very sad sort of, um, I would say almost pitiful state where he's heaping uh, sort of punishment on himself. And he says, I know I'm going to get out of it. It's just, I'm allowing myself to, to feel bad. I'm, you know, In interesting, interesting. We do need to take a quick break, Lisa and everyone. This is absolutely fascinating. I want to talk more about the messages and we'll get into some other parts of Lisa and, and maybe you can talk a little bit about the Akashic records, Lisa. I think that would be interesting as well. But when we get back after the break, think about this, Lisa. Perhaps you could share one of the most profound messages. I know you shared a couple just now, and those are quite profound. But think about that. We're going to take a quick break. I'm speaking with Lisa Najjar, author of Dying to Tell You, channeled messages from the famously dead. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. 
It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SharianaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Today, we're talking about messages from the dead, but not just anybody who died. Famous people, folks. People that most likely you and I did not know. And I'm here with Lisa Najjar. She wrote a book and channeled these messages called Dying to Tell You, Channeled Messages from the Famously Dead. It's kind of interesting, Lisa, before you were talking about Elvis. And I know there's a lot of conspiracy stuff around Elvis. Some people felt like Elvis was still alive on the planet. So you kind of knocked that one off. Well, unless I was talking to, who knows, unless I was talking to some other being, but yeah, no, in my opinion, he's dead. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Sorry if anyone else was uh, still kind of holding on to that. Okay. So tell us about a message that maybe it changed your life. Is there any, any message that you really had an impact on you, Lisa? Gosh, what a great question, but so difficult because honestly, each message uh, is is in its own way extremely important. I mean, the overall gist was basically the grass really is greener on the other side, but also don't put off uh, till tomorrow what you could do today because today, what you do today, everything you do today, everything you think, everything you speak, and everything you 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 say will live on forever. It's in what we'll talk about later, the the Akashic Records. But the two messages that I'll talk about that I think had the most impact on me, both were about love. And so that's why I bring them both in. Paul Newman's, I mean, he just, his words were moving and heartfelt. He talks about the love that he had for his wife, which was so touching, and, and talked about how important it is, but how love bonds never die. And they follow you forever and ever. And so people need not worry when they uh, their loved one passes that it's over. At, no, that love bond goes on for forever. And then um, in this similar vein, but not quite, is uh, Disney. And I know there's a lot of controversy there around him too. And I can't speak to all of that because in this in this book, they didn't bring forth anything. They didn't bring th- forth any kind of current events and things like that. That wasn't the nature of the book. That's not what they wanted to talk about. They want to talk about what they learned and what their essence and spirit was saying. And with Paul or with uh, Disney, he came to speak to parents who lost their children because there's a lot, a lot of grief around that, as you can well imagine. I mean, the worst tragedy, I think, for any person could be to lose their child. And um, but he he talked about the children and how happy they were on the other side and how they could not move on until they knew that their parents would be okay. So if the parents stayed in a very dark, heavy, you know, d- despondent place for years and years and years, uh, then that child would not go on. They will not move into happier realms. Like they're happy anyways, but there's levels of happiness that are indescribable and levels of, of plain joy and fun, but the kids won't go anywhere. They'll stay in this nice place, but they keep their eye closely on their parents. 
And when they think that their parents are going to do okay, when they feel they can take their eyes off their parent, that's when they fly free, like really flip free. So I guess it's a message to parents and it's a hard thing to to say to a parent. But I, I mean, in my sessions, I deal with people that lose people all the time. And often it is children. Well, not often, but certainly it happens. And uh, that's the hardest one to to have to, to chat with. Mm-hmm. But I do always mm-hmm. remind them of what Disney said. And um, I, I love that. That is absolutely beautiful. I think those were perfect messages for you to share. I love that the bond never goes away that you didn't that that love that you have for each other isn't over and that the children stick around that's very heartfelt until we until we are okay can you talk about that hierarchy a little bit lisa because you just alluded to it a little bit and i've studied this myself and can you explain what it means because I, I think that word hierarchy kind of trips people up sometimes because we don't like to think of we think of it as like someone's better than the other but can you explain what you mean that they're happy but then they don't move on that is that the hierarchy that you're speaking about I think and I mean I'm not an expert because I'm here and I'm not there and um and I'm not sure anyone on the planet can be an expert in what's what really is going on all over the the universe, the in the the space and time and and the universe and things, everything God created is infinite. We couldn't, as humans, ever know that. Um, so my understanding currently is uh, so when we die, if unless we're bound to the earth because of revenge, let's say, or something like this, or anger, or we're an addict, for example. Sometimes when you're an addict, you don't want to leave the earth because you want to stay near other addicts, and so those we call trapped. And they're what we call ghosts. And so they stay. And then usually somebody has to sort of, you know, let them know they're dead and then help them to move into the light. But once they're in the light, like the kids I spoke of, they're in the light. So they're in there's different planes of existence, I guess I would say. And um, I don't know how many dimensions and layers there are. I think they're it's dimensionless and layerless and limitless because it's just so many that we can't comprehend that. But as far as I'm aware, we, we're in bands of energy. So right now, we operate in the second, third, and fourth. We live in the third dimension. The fourth is the emotional, where we go to process dreams, and the, all that shamanic work is done in the fourth. And our second is the mental. Those are the, that's the band of consciousness we reside in currently. This ascension that's coming, we're moving into the next band. We always move in bands. So the next one is fourth, fifth, and sixth, because we repeat four. Now, in this case, um, we'll be living on the fifth, in the fifth dimension. I believe, I might get this mixed up, but I believe our emotions will still be in the fourth, and the mental will be in the sixth. I believe. I could get that those two on the, the book bookend ones, fourth and sixth mixed up, but we're going to be living on the fifth is what it is. And you move up in bands of three all the time. But when we talk about angels or ascended masters i could be wrong but i believe they're in like the 12th dimension or something and when Mm -hmm. we're on the other side we all go into what i call tubes of light we become tubes of light because i've actually saw myself die and what happened to me and it was quite beautiful and amazing but we turn into this just a tube of light i call it and we go up and we meet our soul group and and we 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 have a celebration it's truly a big celebration when we get get over there because that's our true home and um and then by the 
by the deeds and actions and words of your lifetimes, of all your lifetimes, you have a color. Your aura has a color and you're known only by the color of your aura. You don't have a name. You don't have a, a voice. You speak tele telepathically, but it's by the color of your aura. So the brighter you are, the more higher evolved you are. It doesn't mean you're better. It means you're you're more aligned with God is all. So the more aligned you can get with God, the higher, the, the brighter your color and the higher your frequency. And that the, the goal is to keep, you know, uh, refining and refining and refining and, and, and evolving and evolving to the point where we're at one with God again. We just come back into the mm -hmm. Godhead is my understanding. Uh, thank you so much. You you explained that very well. And it really is helping me to breathe a sigh of relief. Sometimes, you know, I, I wrote a book called Energy in Action recently. And in that book, I talk about the rays of light. And I that book's all about redefining manifesting because I was having a really hard time hooking into this idea that what you focus on, you attract and you, you know, people wanting to write things down, bring in more money, bring in, you know, all this stuff. And it's not bad or wrong kind of thing, but the whole point of the rays of light is to get, is to, it's like vibrations from God and the get to know the, the ascended masters, oversee them and things like that. So I, I guess what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm feeling, what I'm feeling right now is kind of comparing your insights and thinking to myself, oh, it feels so good. And it's kind of validating that experience when I was writing that book was, you know, this is, this is all about everybody raising the vibration on the planet for everybody. And I always say manifesting was never meant for the me, it's meant for the we, how can we serve? And I don't know what you think about that, if that's happened to you as well, Lisa, where you have these spiritual experiences and then and then you come onto earth here and there's all of these messages and like like the I'm not sure who channeled about body image one of your celebrities there who's talking about the way that we're going about it it just seems like wait a minute it, it's like an illusion oh this is you got to be like this and you got to be like that and you got to look like this and filter yourself I mean it, it really does sort of create a lot of confusion here, life on earth on what are we doing here? Like, are we just <laughs> spinning our wheels, right? Well, the age old question, Sherrianna, and I asked Spirit many times, I've asked them, what, what, what are we doing here? What is this about? And you know, they, they said, you're not gonna like what we're gonna say, but this is why you're here. You, you, you wouldn't be here. Nobody on this planet would be here if they hadn't, screwed up somewhere so they 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 messed up somewhere in some lifetime so they're here to resolve their issues so they said it's not very dramatic it's not romantic it's not glamorous you're not here for all the things you think you're here for you're here for one purpose to resolve your issues so if you came in and so i like to say when we come in we have majors and minors like in university so if you have a mate if you have a couple majors let's say to have a heart opening and to rid yourself of a certain fear that you've had for 10 lifetimes well, so you come in and your job is to do that. Well, how are you going to rid yourself of fear if you don't get something, orchestrate something to be in your life to cause you fear so that you can then overcome it? And so we create these situations that are very challenging for ourselves so we can learn 
to overcome fear or to learn forgiveness. Well, to learn forgiveness, we need something to forgive. So somebody's got to come in and hurt us. And so there's these things that we set up for ourselves. And it really is boots on the ground in the trenches kind of work. Earth is a very, very like, like there are some spirits who won't come in. They say it's the insane asylum of the universe. We can't even go there. It's so difficult. So if you're even on this planet, listening to this podcast, you're already a hero for even taking on this very hard uh, journey to the earth plane. But while you're here, don't, as they say, get on all the rides at, at Disneyland. They call, they call even manifestation. I remember they said that about that. They said about plant medicine, about everything. Lisa, there are rides at Disneyland. People are getting sidetracked into these things that they think will take them closer to God, but really it just distracts them. And the what they really have to be focused on is evolving, which means resolving what in your life is blocking you. And, and that brings me to the Akashic Records because that's where I find stuff. But you must- Oh, have- thank you. I, I just want to reiterate that, Lisa, because that's exactly what my point was that you just wrapped up so beautifully that I felt like manifesting was just like a big fat distraction. And that is not the point, right? So thank you for saying that. And I just love that you get these messages that just get us right to the point. So yeah, yes, lead us into the Akashic Records now. Well, the Akashic Records, and I'm not a master at that either, but, uh, and I actually didn't even think I was doing it, but somebody said to me recently when I said, you know, I think I'm going to learn to do Akashic Records. They said, what? You do that in every reading. I said, oh, I guess I do, but I never thought of it that way. So my understanding is the Akashic Records are, is the library. It's your book of life and every person has one. And it's where you can go in the afterworld or in certain states of consciousness, meditations and whatnot. You can go and peer into there and into those books. And, and there it's a record of every word you ever said, every thought you ever had, and every deed you ever performed in any lifetime on or off this earthly plane. Um, and so you can just look back and see what you're learning. What did you get wrong? What karma do you have? Who do you have a karmic balancing to do and with and and all that sort of thing? And so we want to be conscious of everything we say, do, and um and uh, think, because even the thinking, uh, of course, creates an energy and a karma. And so when I do a session with somebody, I just love, like I can do love, career, money, life path, soul path. I do all that. Plus I read deceased loved ones. So I do the regular psychic work, the regular mediumship. But the work I love most, I call soul healing or doing the Akashic Records because so if a person comes to me, and this is pretty well everybody, I mean everybody, we all have blockages. So we might have a block that just, res- we have a resistance to being well, to being healthy, or we have a resistance to being uh, successful. We allow ourselves to be kind of, sort of, but not really successful. But, you know, we get a certain too much and we start giving it away or blowing it or losing it. Or we might have issues with the love and, I mean, sabotaging love that comes in all the time or choosing the same kind of partner over and over. And these are patterns. Well, I always say to them, either you resolve your pattern now or you're going to come to me in a year with the same story, only a new guy. You're going to have a new name for the guy and I'm going to tune in again for you. But I said, why don't we look at why you're choosing these same people and what is it you're learning and have you learned it and why haven't you? So we go back into the past lives and I find 
the lives that per- pertain to whatever the, the issue is that they're dealing with. And I see where they formed those erroneous beliefs, why, you know, why they're setting this up for themselves. And then I'm not a healer, so I don't do the healing end of it. But I, I often, if it's something like belief or patterning, I'll let them know what they need to repattern, what are the core beliefs they need to, to undo, uh, if it's hypnosis or something they need. Sometimes Mother Mary or Jesus or, or, or some being, some ascended master will come in and or one of the archangels and do a beautiful healing with the person and heal something maybe from from their old lifetimes or even the childhood of this lifetime. So those to me are extremely important uh, readings and I think the most practical and productive and healing. Mm-hmm. And you're really making us think about, Lisa, how the the words that we use, the thoughts that we have, and I, I know I'm, we're all, I mean, I I know that I, I used to have such fearful, negative thoughts for so long, and it's not that they don't come in still now and then, but really it's been learning through processing my emotions and learning how to feel my emotions without judging myself without that's really what has given me the strength to kind of break those those habits and i think everybody's probably listening right now and thinking oh there's this akashic records they're actually recording everything so boy maybe i ought to clean up my act a little bit huh lisa well, you know what, though, I just want to let everyone off the hook, because it's a, when you first think about that, and I did when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, this is going to be terrible. I've got a lot. I mean, can you imagine all the things we've done in all the lifetimes? But the beautiful thing is this. Maybe you'll opt to come into another life and see what it feels like on the other side of it. I mean, I can't say that applies everywhere across the board equally, because there's so many factors here. But just that's an example of how one situation could be. And so we decide to come back into another life to make up for some of the things we do. So that is why so many of these gurus say we're on this wheel of life. We're just on this wheel where we have to keep coming back, the wheel of the wheel of birth and death and reincarnation, because we are constantly mucking up. And we're constantly feeling bad about it when we pass. And we're constantly wanting to come back and have a do-over. And so um, the way to get off that wheel of rebirth and death is um, to evolve ourselves, just to evolve ourselves. And the best example I'll give you is um, I had a reading once with a fellow. And he was a young guy from California. And I said, you're Paul. You're St. Paul. And But before I could even say that, they showed me three things. They showed me St. Paul in front of me, like Paul's Apostle Paul. Then behind him, they showed me um, uh, Helios, uh, uh, some being named Helios. And then, or not Helios. Oh, it's the other one that starts with an H. Um, Hilarion. 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 And then behind him, they showed me the Great White Brotherhood. And I thought, what in the world are they showing me? I didn't understand. But I said, all I know is I th- I see Paul in front of me and you were Paul in a past life. So when we were done the reading, I gave him a very different, you know, I told him that he was here to walk with Jesus because Jesus is on this earth right now. That's what he told me. And he is hasn't made his presence known yet. 
but he is going to come back and walk amongst us. And that this young boy was one of the apostles and he would be set aside to walk with Jesus again. It was a beautiful reading. And when I got done, I looked up why I saw those three entities, three groups there. And what I found out, I did not know. But Paul, according to the Bible, was a Christian killer. So he imagined he's out there killing Christians because he didn't know Jesus. And then he gets on the road. His name was Saul. And he's on the road to Damascus when Jesus comes to him and blinds him and says, why are you killing me? And he said, who uh, who are you? Who are you? And he said, I am your Lord. And at that moment, he knew that he really was Lord and that he had been killing his followers. So he just fell down. And um, then he became one of the greatest apostles of all of them. Now, when he died, he did not ascend. Apparently, this is apparently they didn't tell me this. I, I was researching this. And the saying goes that he didn't ascend. He felt so guilty for killing all those Christians that he would not allow himself to ascend. They would have taken him. They forgave him, but he wouldn't allow it because we don't often let ourselves off the hook. We always hold unforgiveness for ourselves, which is the biggest problem we all have. But anyways, so he went in and he decided he wanted another life first. He came in as Hilarion. And in that life, he was perfect. He was a healer and he was kind and he did nothing wrong. And in that life, after he lived this perfect life, he ascended into the ascended into the great white brotherhood. So he's an ascended master now. So there's an example of how many times God told him, no, we have forgiven you. And Jesus said, you are forgiven. But he wouldn't allow himself to forgive himself. And that is what Jesus has told me in this life that I am to teach, which I do teach, that the biggest forgiveness has to be for yourself because we all did crappy things in many lifetimes. And we just have to be okay with that. And we did the best we could and we move on. So, so I love that. That's a, that's a beautiful story to end our time together that you have to forgive yourself. I also love how there's little parts in there of your story of where we sprinkle in feeling and the importance of feeling because that's how we learn these lessons everyone we have to feel it even even when it feels kind of crappy we do learn that way from feeling it's like when somebody tells you something and you're like yeah i know i know but then but then you know the difference because you actually it's a feeling where you it just something clicks you, you get something Lisa Najar, you are one special lady, let me tell you, and um, highly recommend you and your services. I did have a reading from Lisa, everyone. She is absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing your talents and wisdom on Just Ask Spirit. Thank you so much, Sherry Ann. It was such a pleasure to be here. You're so welcome and remind everyone that her book is called Dying to Tell You and uh, grab the book because these celebrities want you to have it. Channeled messages from the famously dead. Thank you so much for being a part of Just Us Spirit, everyone, for listening each week, tuning in, choosing to connect and remember that your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Don't forget to check out that Just Us Spirit Marketplace. We've got new things in there. Also check out my certification on feeling, teaching you how to process your emotions. Because I believe emotional processing is one of the ways that we can enhance our connection to spirit. Until next time, take care, everyone. 
thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.